0: Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show.
1: And Listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us, or suffer the consequences.
2: <laughs> and now please welcome. 5'9", from St. Francis, Frank Stample! And your co-host, 5'11", from Ports Unknown, Eric E.Y. Young! Ladies and gentlemen, your BFFs!
0: And with that, we welcome you inside Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. He is E.Y. Eric Young. I am Greg Sussman. Frank a, What's happening, buddy?
3: Greg A. Happy to be here on a Tuesday. Lots to talk about involving the waiver wire, as always. Slobberknocker last night, man. Bears in Washington. I watched. I heard you really enjoyed that one.
0: I watched negative of Monday Night Football last night.
3: Oh, well, you know what? You missed a hell of a game, buddy. Did I? Maybe.
1: Ewan, what's happening, bud? Uh, running on, uh, very little sleep, finding from the West Coast, but, uh, it's a beautiful Fantasy Tuesday, and uh, what a year we're having, guys. Great call by Frank uh, last week on Frank Gore. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're all doing well. And uh, another day on this planet, another day talking fantasy football. Great to be alive.
0: Absolutely. I was actually trying to see if I would be able to see EY on TV last night. Mm. I, I didn't. Mm.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, there's always next week. <laughs>
1: there's, always, there's always next week, guys. It's
3: always next week. We'll, we'll try. Our, our campaign for EY begins now. Uh, uh, or rather, it's it, be, began. it began a long time ago. We're going to keep pushing. Yeah, we're going to keep pushing. But
0: um, that search was more entertaining than the football game that took place last night. If anything, Frank, what did we learn last night about these two teams, about Washington and about Chicago?
3: I think we learned, well, we probably already knew this, but we it was confirmed that Jay Gruden is a dead man walking right now. I don't know how much longer he is going to be the head coach of Washington. Do you think he deserves to get fired? (sighs) Well, look, he's been there for, what, six, seven years? He's made one playoff appearance. He has no playoff wins. How much of that
0: is his fault?
3: I mean, at some point, it's got to be on somebody, right? I mean, to me, you,
0: you look at their team right now, right? Like, the quarterback right now is Case Keenum. Well, his best offensive lineman is refusing to go. Is refusing to report because they don't like how the way yeah. their injuries have been handled. Their defense has been a mess. Like salary cap is always in hell. What is it? What has Jay
3: Gruden done wrong? Well, then you know that's a question that management has to answer as well. But when you think about it, they had one. They had a top pick in Robert Griffin the Obviously, that didn't work out. They had Kirk Cousins who ended up, you know, going elsewhere and and. You know, the jury is still out on Kirk Cousins, if we're being honest, but he's getting paid a ton of money. So, you know, they've had some talented quarterback play, and now they just used a first-round pick on Dwayne Haskins, and I think, you know, that's really the takeaway that it's, I think sooner rather than later, we're going to see Dwayne Haskins quarterback for this team, and I think the longer they let Case Keenum start at quarterback, the bigger the mistake that they're making because I don't really see any reason why, unless he just completely is not ready for Dwayne Haskins not to be starting in week four, going up against Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. I understand it's a a divisional game, but it's on the road against a terrible defense. Look at what the Giants just did a week ago. They started Daniel Jones on the road against a, what we thought was an improving defense. Turned out that they're still a terrible defense. You put Dwayne Haskins out there against the Giants, he should be able to perform well against that defense. You get his confidence up. Unless he just really does not know what's going on, I would have had him... Ready to go for this week, heading into week four.
0: E.Y., what do you think about Jay Gruden's job being on the line, and why haven't the Washington Redskins turned towards Wayne Haskins yet?
1: Uh, I feel like that's coming. I feel like uh, he, the, the coach there felt that you know maybe uh, was K, uh, Case Keenan was a more reliable option, uh, a guy that could run the offense maybe a little more reliably. I think coaches are just going to lean that way. They're programmed to think that way with veterans. Um, football is changing. It's changing every year, and, and more and more rookies are coming in, and they're more and more prepared and more and more ready to jump straight in and, and play. Uh, we'll see with Dwayne Haskins. We don't know. Uh, what I'll say is Terry McLaurin looks like he is the real deal, Um, and this is a team that has terrible, terrible injury luck. Now, whether that has to do something with their training staff or whatever it is, I don't see how that can even be a thing, but I don't know. We know that the ownership there is a mess. It's been a mess for years. A guy on the roster that played uh, NFL football was telling me a really interesting story last night on how Dan Snyder would charge money to come to open practices. And when you do that, it allows everyone, even the other team's coordinators and scouts, to go so they would know all of Washington's plays and, and audibles and I mean, as a player on the team, it's just got to be deathly frustrating. A multi-billionaire owner is pinching pennies and charging $10 to get into practices and giving away of all the team's play calls. You're at a disadvantage to begin before the game even starts. So it's got to be a frustrating place to play. Um, we, we've heard this a bunch before in the past. Washington's a mess. Hask- Haskins is going to be the quarterback. Him and McLaurin, I mean, we already know that they have chemistry. They play together. so So that will continue. Um, Geist going down is a big loss. I think. I think Geist is, was going to be the answer there, but he just can't seem to stay healthy in the NFL. So it's a uh, lots of terrible luck for the Washington football team.
0: You know, I think it's re- I think it's really interesting, Frankie, hearing about the demise of what the what, about the Washington football team and their their owner and their front office and all that good stuff. But I think what is the most interesting is that if you guys both believe Jay Green's job is truly on the line here. He's going to do whatever it takes to win, right? The only way you survive is win. That's why Case Keenum's starting. You're looking for an answer. He believes clearly, much like Pat Shermer believed clearly, that the quarterback they're going to start gives them the best chance to win. For Shermer, it was Daniel Jones. For Washington, he believes it's Case Keenum.
3: And I don't know if that's necessarily correct or not. I mean, watching that game last night, it was five turnovers for Case Keenum. Him trying to reach over on a first down, that is something you do on the goal line. If you're a veteran quarterback, you're supposed to know that that is not how you gain a first down, and you put yourself in a bad position to turn the ball over there. So I disagree. I don't think that he is the best quarterback for them to win games right now, especially when he's doing plays like that. And, you know, the whole other side of the thing, like Mitchell Trubisky is a bad quarterback. David Montgomery's usage is very frustrating as well. And uh, Taylor Gabriel had himself a nice little night, but how much can you trust that?
0: we take a break here. When we come back, we go to the waiver wire to figure out who we can trust out there. A lot more coming your way here on today's BFFs.
4: Repair? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar
5: MoneyNow100.com.
4: That's moneynowthenumber
5: 100com
2: The Morning Line. I don't know how I would be feeling this morning. I don't know how you guys would be feeling knowing that you were one game away from $500,000 and oh yeah, you were stuck watching Case Keenum and the Washington Redskins try and win a game. There is torture and then there is that with 500k on the line. Having to watch the Washington Redskins try and pull a victory out. Unbelievable. Weekday 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV Channel 719.
0: Let's jump into the waiver wire, guys. People need help, including us, Frank. Uh, we're, we're 0-3 in the GST League. 2-1 in the pit League, which is nice, I guess. It's nice. It's something. We're trying. We're, we're doing our thing. And then, of course, the team that we loved, 0-3. The team that we're like, oh my god, this is terrible, 2-1. That's
3: the way fantasy Naturally. works, right? Naturally. That, that's why you play the Always. games, Greg.
0: It's amazing. I walked out of a draft and you had an amazing team, 0-3.
1: Quick side note, I played uh Taylor Gabriel in a dynasty league last night. So uh I may have set a record for all time points scored ever in that league. I don't that's know. That's awesome. It's crazy.
3: That's wow. A, a yeah, nice there were some big time scores this week too. We talked about that yesterday. Not by us. If uh if you had, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Austin Hooper, Russell Wilson, there were some really, really big time scores in week three.
0: I uh what am I, does it matter that one of my friends texted me saying you may have the uh best 0 three team I've ever seen? I
3: said no. No, it doesn't. Well, do points scored matter in your league? Nope. Oh, well, then I'm sorry. Wait, would, so what is it? Just top six records make the playoffs? That's right. I would have the, I have the seventh most points in the league. So this is the first year that my home league has adapted top five records, and then most points scored gets the six playoff spot. Love it. So we'll see how it works out. Hopefully that'll be me, because I'm also 0-3 in my home league, Greg, which means we've got work to do on the waiver wire.
0: I have the third most points against, so things are not going
3: uh, too good. We're going to turn it around right now. Right now. Let's Danny Dimes. Let's start. I wasn't even going right. to start a quarterback. Start wherever you want. Let's running back, quarterback. Well, I mean, either way, it's going to be New York Giants.
0: We are starting with the New York <laughs> Giants. But I wanna. where I actually want to start is week four is upon us, which means the bye weeks are officially upon us. How does this affect you? Well, if you have Le'Veon Bell, you've got to fill a running back spot. For me, in multiple leagues, I'm a Jimmy G owner. And I've lost Jimmy G this week. In Superflex, I told you, all right, I have a couple of options on the bench. Kyle Allen could step in there. He's an option on the waiver wire. Danny, D- Danny Dimes, an option on the waiver wire. If you have lost Jimmy G, where are you headed? Danny Dimes, Kyle Allen, how much are you spending? What are you thinking, Frank?
3: Yeah, I like Daniel Jones. Uh, obviously, look, what he did this past week first time starting leading the New York Giants to a victory let's put him in the hall of fame but seriously look at the stats i mean 23 of 36 333 336 passing yards 9.3 yards per attempt two passing touchdowns an additional 28 rushing yards two rushing touchdowns as well and we've seen this before when it comes to quarterbacks for fantasy even if you aren't the most talented passer If you can run and make plays with your legs, you're going to have value for fantasy football. That was the case with Lamar Jackson entering the season. Not saying that Daniel Jones is Lamar Jackson, but they clearly have plays set up for him where he runs the read option. We saw it on the first rushing touchdown that he had against the Bucs. So he can make those plays. He can make short to intermediate throws. I don't think he has the biggest arm that, you know, he's not going to make all these throws down the field, and to be honest, the Giants don't really have a downfield threat, but what they do have is players that can make plays after the catch, In Evan Engram, Sterling Shepard, and Golden Tate coming back soon for the New York Giants, so I really love the matchup heading into week four against Washington, we just saw Mitchell Trubisky throw for three touchdowns, the ghastly Mitchell Trubisky throw for three touchdowns against his defense, their secondary is washed up, I like Daniel Jones a lot. I said this yesterday. I'm sticking by it. If I were able to pick up Daniel Jones and start him over Baker Mayfield, who Baker Mayfield is facing Baltimore in Baltimore in week four, that is a move that I would actually make.
0: EY, who would you rather start this week? Daniel Jones or Jacoby Brissett?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, Brissett has really impressed me this year. This is a, a, a guy that I thought was going to be a massive step back from Andrew Luck. Uh, I do think he is a step back from Andrew Luck, but I don't think it's as big as we thought it was going to be. This is a guy that that can can, you know, move the pocket with his legs, can can get out of the pocket, get on the move a little bit. Uh, tall quarterback, can see over the line easily, uh, decent arm, has been pretty accurate this year. Uh it, it, he looks like a good quarterback. And and for me, the number one thing for him is Frank Reich's play calling. This is a guy that just knows how to call plays, knows how to put his players in a good position, and they're loaded with weapons, Lo- like loaded with with offensive weapons. So Brissett is probably where I would go there just because I trust him more.
3: I would go with Daniel Jones personally, but I do like Brissett as well. Look at what he's done so far this year. 71.7% completion percentage. That is exactly what EY is talking about when Frank Reich is putting Jacoby Brissett in the position to succeed. Now, I will say this, Greg. T.Y. Hilton left in week three with that quad injury. He left at halftime. So if Jacoby Brissett doesn't have T.Y. Hilton, that's obviously you know a notch off of his value because then he's throwing to guys like Zach Pascal, the tight ends, and Paris Campbell and Deion Kane. and Those are fine players, but they're not to the same level of T.Y. Hilton. So if he were without T.Y. Hilton, obviously you like Jacoby Brissett a little bit less, but the matchup is good going up against the Oakland Raiders. They're allowing something like 286 passing yards per game so far. Jerry Goff also on my waiver wire. Now, that's crazy. He's at home against Tampa Bay. I mean, I would rank him the highest of all the quarterbacks far. we've talked about so far. By far. I just have yeah. to figure out how much I want to bid on Jerry Goff. Yeah, about it's that. a one-quarterback league, so I'm not going to spend too much money on him. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Some, uh, y- yeah. D- uh-huh. Someone might be watching. You uh, never don't know. Wanna, don't want to throw it out there. You, but you never yeah. know. If he's available in a one-quarterback league, I like him more than Daniel Jones, more than Jacoby Rousset. And if you're in a deeper league, I don't hate Case Keenum, assuming he's starting so, against the New York Giants. As
0: I said yesterday in the show, late last week, I picked up Case Keenum for the starting against the Giants. If I don't get Daniel Jones, I don't get Jared Goff, I don't get Jacoby Brissett, It's I not
3: the worst thing. I mean, the Giants' defense might legitimately be the worst Correct. in the NFL. We just saw... Jameis Winston light them up for 380 yards and three touchdowns. This was, you know, the game manager, Jameis Winston. He referred to himself as that after his week two win against the Carolina Panthers. Goes out there, has a monster game against the Giants. Let's not forget week one. This Giants defense allows over 400 yards and four passing touchdowns against Dak Prescott, this secondary is just in shambles right now. It was completely ridiculous that they uh, they continued to leave Janaro Jenkins out there on an island by himself against Mike Evans. So, you know, heading into this week, Terry McLaurin, Paul Richardson, I think those guys are going to be in really good spots once I'll t- again.
0: I'll tell you what, Case Keenum last night had five turnovers himself. Still put up almost twelve points in my in my league. You take some of those
3: away. Yeah, I mean really he, he threw out. for over three hundred yards. He had multiple touchdown passes. They can every, every game thus far. You they, they can't run the passes. football right now. Correct. It's you know the offensive line is not good, especially without Trent Williams being there. I mean they're using Eric Flowers for God's sake. That's all you need to know about Washington right now. They can't run the football, and when they fall behind, they start throwing it to Chris Thompson, which ultimately leads to more fantasy points for Case Keenum. So I know that. The mindset is going to be well, look at what we just watched in prime time. Case Keenum looks terrible. He's going to look a lot better against this Giants defense. I guarantee you that.
0: Let's move on from the quarterback position and move on to the running back position, guys. And it's not a big week for waiver wire running backs, but the number one name probably on the list is Wayne Gallman. EY, I watched a lot of this Giants game, of course, over the weekend, and Wayne Gallman looked very, very bad. And I understand they were selling out to stop Saquon Barkley, but they didn't need to sell out to stop Wayne Gallman because he Couldn't get anywhere. This offense now belongs to Daniel Jones. I don't know what kind of role to expect from Gallman. I don't even know that Gallman's going to get the amount of carries that you need from a starting running back. I'm not breaking the bank for Gallman. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not breaking the bank uh, either, but there are. I, I have a couple teams where I have Saquon Barkley, and, and I'm going to go after him. I'm not going to go after him big time. I'm not going to you know, spend the, the rest of my fab because I don't think Barkley's going to be out for the rest of the season or anything like that. I think he's going to miss at least six games, probably closer to eight. And when he comes back, I mean, it's a high ankle sprain and a pretty serious one. He's not going to be 100% right away, uh, so you, you're going to have to make plans i mean if you have saquon barkley this is a massive blow to your fantasy team uh already week three you know it's going to be tough it's going to be tough because your number one pick is now gone for a significant amount of time and the reality is if you're playing in a 12 14 team league and that's the only leagues i play in, there's nobody available wayne goldman's out there but like greg uh like greg said like what is he really going to do uh he is not saquon barkley I don't expect him to produce like that, but he will be the starting running back there. I I believe Daniel Jones changes the the conversation on the New York Giants, them getting Golden Tate back soon. Evan Ingram looks really good. Shepard looks really good. Daniel Jones looks like a real threat. uh, And at least uh, the Giants are getting competent quarterback play. So all of that is going to help Wayne Gallman, but do not think that he's going to produce like Saquon Barkley. He's just not going to.
3: Yeah, it's not even close. He's not going to perform anything like Saquon Barkley. And ultimately, I said this yesterday, this is why you handcuff at least for your early-round running backs, your first and second-round running backs. But if you didn't and you were a Saquon Barkley owner, you're going to have to spend a decent amount of your fab to get Wayne Gallman. So we'll talk about how much fab we're spending on him if you were Barkley owner when we return, Greg. How badly do you even want him, man? The like, need- thing is, what else do you have? Like... My dad was a Barkley owner in our league. His backups are now Latavius Murray and Peyton Barber. You need Wayne Gallman
0: there. I don't know Wayne Gallman's better, man.
3: We'll be back after
0: this.
3: I
2: had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. And I'm going to take it forever.
4: That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say.
6: Andro400.com. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on Now you can lose weight. Go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com.
0: Back with you here on the BFFs. He's EY, he's Frank, I'm Greg. We're hanging out trying to go over the waiver wire. I'm not nearly as high on Wayne Gallman as so many other people are, but I'm just the Giants fan. I don't know.
3: Yeah, so you've obviously seen a lot of them. Look, it's not it's about not good. it's not about talent here, but it is about opportunity. And you know, in a in a situation where you were a Saquon Barkley owner and you lost him, and even if you have a fine RB2. Like, most people don't have a ton of running back depth. Like I just mentioned, my dad was a Saquon Barkley owner, and he has Latavius Murray and Peyton Barber as RB3 and RB4. It's not great, but you can argue that Wayne Gallman for the next four to eight weeks, the next month or two, is going to be better than those running backs. Because at least, and I believe this, regardless of who they bring in, at least he already knows the offense. Sure. I think he's going to get around 15 touches a game, maybe even more than that in games where they're leading. Not sure how often that's going to happen. Their offensive line has played better this year. According to Football Outsiders, they're 8th best in run blocking. And he caught the ball while he was at Clemson. He had 66 catches in a 3-year career at Clemson. So he can catch the ball, which is a nice checkdown option for a rookie quarterback. So I'm thinking, if you're a Saquon Barkley owner and you really need him, I'm throwing 15-20% to of my budget on Wayne Gallman. And I know that you don't feel the same way, but I'm just looking at opportunity here. I think Gallman's probably going to be in the conversation... As a high-end RB three, high-end flex option for most of the weeks that Saquon Barkley's out, I'm going under that number, Eric. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm going around what Frank said, and and I I agree with what he's saying is it's just about opportunity. Like with his dad, if you have Murray and Barber, I mean, like those guys are already playing, and we already know what they are. They're, they're nothing. Uh, Barbara had the one game where he scored a touchdown and was kind of used, but I feel like Ronald Jones is starting to edge him out. I think it's apparent to everyone, except for apparently the coaching staff of Tampa Bay, that Ronald Jones is the running back there. Uh, And Latavius Murphy is a massive, massive disappointment. Uh, look, Kamara's a great player. I, I never expected his touches to go down when Latavius Murray came in, but I thought Latavius Murray at least would be the goal line guy. If nothing else, he's proven to be. I think statistically, in the last five years, he's the best goal line back in the NFL, and he's done nothing—absolutely nothing. He's a guy that I had in a, tons of best ball leagues, and he's given me no value at all. So, if you got those two guys and Saquon was your starter, you better get Goldman, or you're going to be in trouble. Sadly, the the two leagues that I'm in where I lost Barkley is it's uh. Waiver wire priority. So I don't even, it's very unlikely that I'll even get him unless someone that's higher than me don't, they don't bother to put in a claim. Look, he's not going to change my team. He's not going to win me a championship, but I think he'll get volume. And at this point in a 12 or 14 team league, like what else, what else are you going to spend your money on? You need to win the games now. Can't be thinking in five weeks. You got to win the games now. So go get Gallman.
0: Speaking of winning games now, that brings me to Kansas City, where we don't know the status quite yet of LaShawn McCoy and and uh, Damian Williams. Have you guys heard anything about either of them?
3: No. I haven't heard anything definitive. Usually we get stuff on Wednesdays, like the first official day of practice or whatever. But yeah, look, LaShawn McCoy re injuring that ankle, it can't be a good thing. Uh, and Damian Williams, you know, he's dealing with an injury of his own. Even if these guys suit up, heading into week four, I don't think that they're going to be 100%. So regardless, I think that you should have interest in Daryl Williams. So we saw,
0: it was crazy because right before kickoff, we saw the report by the ESPN beat reporter that said, hey, LaShawn McCoy is not going to start. And he'll be the third running back in a three-man rotation.
3: None of that was true. And, he, and everybody benched LaShawn McCoy and he was the two le- touchdowns on your bench. He was the including lead. Including me. Including me. Including me. He was the lead back all day
0: long until he re-injured that ankle in the fourth quarter. Now, how significantly did he re-injure it? We don't know. At that point, Darrell Williams took over. If LaShawn McCoy is out, and if Damian Williams remains out, which I have no reason to believe he won't, Darrell Williams is going to be much more interesting to me, at least for this week, than Wayne Gallman.
3: That's fair to say. If you just need a short-term fix, if you need a fill-in for Le'Veon Bell or or a Matt Breida... Raheem Mostert, something like that, then sure, I can get behind that. Look, I just want as much exposure to this Chiefs offense as I could possibly get. And who's to say that if Darrell Williams performs well, that he doesn't also work himself into this running back by committee. So we saw last week he played 37 snaps, actually actually led all Chiefs running backs. Against a good Ravens defense, he ran nine times for 62 yards at 6.9 yards per carry, caught all five of his targets for an additional 47 receiving yards. And in week four, they're going up against the Detroit Lions, who have allowed the sixth most fantasy points to running back so far this year. They've allowed a touchdown to a running back in each of the first three weeks. There is a downside because honestly, the Chiefs don't need to use their running backs. Like, they can just throw the ball thirty-five to forty times and put up twenty-eight to thirty-five points on basically any team that they want to, and you know they'll be perfectly fine like that. Their offense will not miss a beat. But on the off chance they get down to a goal line carry, Lashawn McCoy and Damien Williams are not good to go. Darrell Williams is the next man up. So you know, if I'm bidding on him this week, I'm probably looking at 8 to 10%. If you really want to be aggressive, 12%. But even then, how, how many weeks are you going to get Darrell Williams as a potential starter on your team? So, totally.
0: 8 to 10% I, I think seems the right amount. I want to
3: ask you just about the FAB percentage when it comes to Goleman, and Greg. If you were a Barkley owner, how much would you spend? And if you were not a Barkley owner but can still use running back help, how much would you spend there as well? Or is it the same number?
0: It's probably the same number because it's not a
3: long-term fix. We know that he's third on the depth chart at best. I mean, a month or two of a high-end flex running back, that's, that's something. I know. So what are you thinking? For...
0: I want to spend like half of what you said for Wayne Gallman.
3: Okay, so like 8-10. to 10. Correct.
0: All right, I want to spend about half of what you said. For Darrell Williams this week... Six to eight, probably. Okay. Something like that.
3: So, it seems like I was a little bit more on the aggressive side. You are. For me. I, I just want exposure to the Chiefs offense. I get it. And that's
0: yep. why I spent what I did on DeMarcus Robinson last week. And it worked out. Absolutely. Cool. Um, other running backs. I want to be one of the wide receivers here. Then I know I'll we'll get to the read. I'll do it a little bit, a little, a little bit later. <laughs> um... Uh, Rex Burkhead, we know James White's probably going to be back, but Rex Burkhead has a role in this offense, EY, and it was Modica that was on it last year. It's like, hey, he could pass, he could run, and what makes him so valuable in this offense is you don't know what's coming in the backfield when he's out there. He has series to himself. I think Rex Burkhead's a very nice ad this week, it's not going to cost you all that much.
1: I, this is, I mean, I, I've said it probably 20 times since we started doing these shows this year. Is this is what New England is? And everyone was so sure about Sonny Michelle. And I kept saying, one year in a Bill Belichick, producing in a Bill Belichick offense as a running back doesn't make for sure he's going to do it. Look at Sonny Michelle's, was barely even used. Uh, Reds Burkhead was on the field more. Uh, Bolden was on the field more, had more snaps than Sony Michelle, So the, it's going to be the madness. I, I'm not going after Burkhead either. I told you guys how I feel about this. I don't want the headache uh, of owning any of those guys because it's a dark throw to whatever they're going to do that week. If they're even going to use the running backs, maybe Tom Brady comes out and throws the ball fucking 200 times. So, I mean, it, it, there's no way to know. Uh, and, and I don't want any part of it. Fantasy is already a massive guessing game, and that is just guessing on a guess. So I'm not interested in any of them.
3: Much like the Kansas City Chiefs, Greg, I just want exposure to this New England Patriots offense. You know, they are clicking on all cylinders right now. I agree that it's going to be a headache, but if I were a Sony Michelle owner or a James White owner, I would also want to own Rex Burkhead, just on the off chance that if one of those players gets hurt, we just saw it, in a game where James White was out, Rex Burkhead was extremely valuable, and if anything were to happen to Sonny Michel, this is kind of the mindset that we had when it came to Damian Harris. Damian Harris is not the guy. If something were to happen to Sonny Michel, that would go to Rex Burkhead. And just a, a little aside on Sonny Michel, he is not right this year. I don't care what anyone says. He has seen eight plus defenders in the box, two percent of the time this season. That is the lowest percentage of all running backs in the NFL. He is averaging two point four yards per carry this season. Rex Burkhead is up over four yards per carry, and like Greg mentioned, he can both run the ball effectively between the tackles and catch the ball out of the backfield. So I don't know what's going on with Tony Michelle, but I don't think he's right. I agree. Tony
0: Michelle does not. He seems to be running in molasses for the most part, and that's not going as long as awesome. of the years twelve
3: yards. Greg, it's gross. And Um, look at the defenses he's faced; like he's had a good opportunity. And I'm the guy.
0: And I'm the guy. And you were
3: the the Sony Michelle guy. So look, especially if you own one of those running backs, I would want to own Rex Burkhead. But even in a deeper league, you know, five or six bench spots. If you play in a 14 team, or like Rex Burkhead should be owned in leagues like that. The other running back, I'm not sure if you were going to get to him, Greg, but I think he should be in this mix. Maybe even higher. I think you can argue he should be the guy. I don't agree. It's Ronald Jones. Oh, Ronald Jones. Fine. That's not where I thought you were going. Ronald Jones, free Rojo. Shout out to the closer, Chris Venture. but this is now two out of three games where Ronald Jones has outperformed Peyton Barber. Like EY said earlier in the show, I don't know what else he has to do. Sure. Like Bruce Arians, you either have to get your eyes checked, you have to get new glasses. I understand you got some thick frames on that skull of yours, but Ronald Jones is much more explosive than Peyton Barber, and it's not close. And actually, I, I, I looked at this from this past week, Greg, in week three, Ronald Jones actually had four red zone carries to only two for Peyton Barber. So maybe we're getting closer to him kind of handling over that starting mantle to Ronald Jones. We could be, and now's
0: the time to get in on it before it becomes official and everybody else knows But him. it
3: also wouldn't surprise me one bit if Peyton he Barber has dominated. five carries yeah. this week and Peyton Barber has 20, so... Just keep that in mind. It's a maddening situation. But if we're just talking about a long-term situation for a running back... Ronald Jones, more so than any other running back we've talked about so far today, has more long-term value as in taking over the starting running back job for his respective team.
0: One more running back note here before we hit the break. The last running back you had on our list for today, Frank, is Jeff Wilson Jr. Now, Tevin Coleman is now expected to return after the bye. We kind of figured this out after he shed the walking boot last week. You know how he has this week off. And Kyle Shanahan was asked yesterday about... Tevin Coleman returning and how to fit four running backs. And he's like, oh, it's a good problem to have. Not for us, it's not. It's not a great problem to have. It's very, very frustrating.
3: It is very frustrating. And it's not often we tell you to pick up a running back who is currently on a bye. And the fourth guy. But especially in a non-PPR standard league where the touchdown counts for so much, even when Tevin Coleman is back, I still think Jeff Wilson is going to be the goal line back for the San Francisco 49ers. This is an offense that has performed well so far. Probably could be even better. But I trust Kyle Shanahan just in terms of him putting players in the right position to succeed, getting the most out of his offense. He did that last year. They were you know, 16th in total offense with backup second and third-string quarterbacks. Jeff Wilson in Week 3 had eight – and it's not a typo – eight red zone carries in Week 3. That is just a massive amount. So when they get down near the goal line, Jeff Wilson is going to be the one that's in the game, Greg.
0: We'll come back with an update on Saquon Barkley – and get to the wide receivers and the tight ends you need to know about for this week on your waiver wire
3: With DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. Here's how it works: first, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to five hundred dollars. Just go to sportsgrid.com/dk to play. That's sportsgrid.com/dk. Act quickly; this offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Twenty-one and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details.
6: your store. Go to GameFaceGrooming.com
2: for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
5: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 car WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
2: Wager Talk with Teddy Covers at Ralph Michaels.
3: The Browns were without seven starters, including their entire secondary. For the Browns to be that close, yes, the Rams were clearly the right side because of that situation, but you have to put it with a grain of salt saying the public was on the Browns and the Sharps were on the Browns, much of it because of the Browns' injury report. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m.
2: Eastern, on SportsGrid and Zumo TV, channel 719.
0: Put your money where your mouth is. Take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $5,000. It's a lot. It's $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Let me say it again. It's $500, not five grand. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on College of Pro Sports. You're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid and open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for detail. All right, I want to get into the wide receivers quickly here because I know we only have about 15 minutes to go in the program. Your number one wide receiver pickup pick up this week, Frank,
3: is whom? It is Philip Dorsett, if he's available. I understand a lot of people went out and grabbed him after the news came out. Davis Maddock beat us by 24 seconds. By 24 seconds. That's exactly right because, uh, admittedly, we were probably doodling a little bit too much. Dilly-dallying. But we should have ended up with Philip Dorsett. He was added in a lot of leagues once. Antonio Brown was cut by the New England Patriots. But it's very clear. He has a rapport, a connection with Tom Brady. And that means a lot because we're talking about the GOAT, Tom Effing Brady, TFB. And if you're on his good side, he's going to throw you the ball. And like I said, when it came to Rex Burkhead, I want as much exposure to this Patriots offense as I can possibly get. So, Philip Dorsett led the Patriots wide receivers in snaps played this past week. He scored another touchdown. Julian Edelman is dealing with a chest injury. Uh, Josh Gordon was elevated to basically Antonio Brown's role. But now Philip Dorsett steps in, his jo- in Josh Gordon's role, which makes him a low-end wide receiver three on a weekly basis. So, for me, Greg... There's a lot of interesting names on the wide uh, on the waiver wire when it comes to wide receiver, but Philip Dorsett is number one for me. Assuming that Marquez Valdez-Scantling isn't available, really like him this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. MVS
0: against a beat-up Philadelphia secondary. No think,
3: Ronald Darby on Thursday night. There's a
0: lot to love. I think Devontae Adams also has a get-right game, but there could be a big play in yeah. store for him. We'll MBS. talk about
3: that a little bit more tomorrow. We'll have our... Buy, sell, hold, but Devontae Adams, like we said about Mike Evans last week, one of the most obvious by low that it's right now.
0: Absolutely. EY for you, how much are you spending on MVS? How much are you spending on Philip Dorset?
1: Love MVS. I'm all over him. I think that the Packers offense will just get better and better. A lot of people are complaining about Aaron Rodgers came out and they looked unbelievable. Well, like, look, they're three and zero, and they're trying to win football games. They don't care about your fantasy stats. He wants to win another Super Bowl. They they got up, they ran the ball. Both backs were heavily involved, and they didn't need to throw it. They they had a, a lead for the entire game. That that's what happens in football sometimes. But uh, even the play to MVS was a broken play. Uh, it was an offside, and then Aaron Rodgers just said, oh, okay, well, I'll just throw it up, and he caught it, and he's super fast and tall and is going to catch, I think, a ton of touchdowns uh, like him, like Dorsett, too, but MVS, is that's the guy. I mean, if he's not owned, you better go after him.
3: Yeah, much like we said about Dorsett, you know, MVS, it's clear that Aaron Rodgers has trust in him. Like EY just mentioned on that play, where it was offsides. He says, all right, I'm just going to throw it up. The person he threw it up to was MVS. It wasn't Devontae Adams. So they have a connection already. MVS is on the field much more than Geronimo Allison. So when it came to MVS versus Allison, a lot of people didn't know which side to be on throughout draft season. I think universally we kind of all came around on MVS on this show at least. And it's clear that when they're running two wide receiver sets, MVS is the one that's out there, not Geronimo Allison. And he's making the most of his opportunities so far, Greg.
0: Absolutely. Now, moving on from there. That- you get the Deontay Johnson who with the Steelers he did start he did see looks maybe he has a connection with Mason Rudolph it's not all that exciting in Pittsburgh and frankly, we were just talking about how it kind of blew our season Big Ben getting hurt but Deontay Johnson played a bunch of snaps
3: yeah he did play a season high in snaps he played 43 snaps which was actually still behind James Washington so if everyone's you know, rushing to pick up Deontay Johnson because he scored the touchdown. I still do like James Washington, so pay attention if he gets dropped in any of your leagues. If there's one thing that Mason Rudolph does well, it's throw the deep ball. We saw it in Week 2 when he threw that long pass to Juju Smith-Schuster, and then in Week 3 he throws a 39-yard touchdown to Deontay Johnson. But I do like Johnson. The thing when it comes to him is I think there's going to be some inconsistency. We'll probably get some spike games out of him, um, but ultimately, Juju Smith-Schuster is still going to be the number one target. They're going to work in James Washington. James Conner, hopefully this is a get-right week for him going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Shout-out to Big Timer in the YouTube chat as well. Points out that Vance McDonald, this is kind of not really breaking news, but just an update when it comes to Vance McDonald, he was spotted in a sling. So if he's not ready to go, that means there's going to be more targets to go around for Juju, for Deontay Johnson, and for James Washington as well.
0: The update, speaking of injuries, is in regards to Saquon Barkley. Chris Mortensen reports that he underwent testing. He was examined Monday by Dr. Martin O'Malley, uh, the team's consultant with ankle specialist at the hospital special surgery. He's going for a second opinion with noted foot specialist Dr. Robert Anderson in North Carolina tomorrow.
3: Mr. Anderson. That doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound great. So you want to up your bid on Wayne Goldman, Greg? Not really. I'm just saying, like, this is a high ankle sprain. It didn't look good when it happened. As soon as he came out in a walking boot with the crutches, you knew something bad was going to happen here. Couldn't move. Now, if, let's say, there's still a chance. This is in the realm of possibilities where at the end of this or, you know, whenever they're kind of deeming him ready to come back, four to eight-week time span, he's still not good to go or he re-injures himself. And if that's the case, then you have, you know, a high-end flex or a low-end RB2 in Wayne Gallman for the rest of the season. So, again, that's why I'm just being a little bit more aggressive on him. 18 to 20 percent. If you really need him, I'm going over 20 percent when it comes to Wayne Gallman. I love you seeing EY making his notes on the side. Over <laughs> that.
0: Uh, how much would you put on Deontay Johnson here, Eric?
3: Uh,
1: I'm not going much. I, this is the was the fourth guy. Uh, okay, he t- caught a touchdown. Uh, Pittsburgh's a mess. I think it's probably it's not going to get much better than it is. Um, I feel like uh, it's something that I was saying a lot in the offseason is is Connor and Juju. Look, they're good athletes, but they're not game-changing athletes. And that's what Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are. It, they, you just can't step into a role like that and expect to have the same kind of production if you're not that kind of freak athlete. I think Juju Schmitz is a g- good receiver. I don't think he's a great receiver. And I think uh, this is another another one of my offseason calls That it's looking pretty good so far.
3: Me personally, Greg, uh, if I'm just ranking them, I'm going to go MVS, Philip Dorsett, and then Deontay Johnson. And I'm probably going 12 to 15% on MVS if he's available. Philip Dorsett, 6 to 8%, and then Deontay Johnson, maybe like 3 or 4% of my budget.
0: Last team I want to get to with the wide receivers, and I need a Preston Williams guy. I want to, pass, oh, I want to get past that.
3: Oh, that Preston you. Williams, I wanted to mention Devontae Parker. EY, it's one step Here forward, three steps back for Devontae Parker, man. What's going on with your guy? I mean, he catches the one-handed pass, but then, you know, he's dropping passes still. The opportunity is there for Devontae Parker right now, and he just doesn't want to take a grasp on it, EY.
1: Uh... I think the, the, the big glaring point is is we all have to remember that he plays on the Dolphins. Yeah, it's true. Um, the reality is, is there's not going to be a lot of uh, fantasy goodness coming out of that that team. Uh, it could be this could be a record setting team and i mean in the worst possible way they may finish last in every category known to man uh it's scary it, it, it is bad football it is not fun to watch you got a feel for josh rosen uh like this guy he goes from one of the worst team offensively offense uh ever in the arizona cardinals last year to maybe even worse than arizona was last year on the dolphins this year they traded away all their good players um Somehow, uh, Kenyon Drake still isn't being used or played. Devontae Parker is uh, has all the tools, but still doesn't seem to be able to put it together. So the whole thing is is just a mess. The, the Dolphins are an absolute disaster.
3: Yeah, just deeper wide receiver targets. I like Preston Williams. He had the 12 targets this week. Uh, if you were a T.Y. Hilton owner, just pay attention to that situation. But again, in deeper formats, Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell, and Deion Kane as well, Greg.
0: Well, that's what I wanted to get into before we moved on to the tight end. Was that Colts wide receiving crew? T.Y. Hilton is not declaring himself out yet. He'll say, hey, if I play, I'll play. If I can't play, I won't play. Makes, Makes sense. Now, T.Y., as we've seen in the past, like has been known to aggravate an injury. We saw it with the quad, scoring the touchdown in the first half uh, this past week. Problem is, none of these cold second wide receivers stepped up. We know Devin Funches is out for the year. We know T.Y. Hilton is banged up. The other guys, like your ba- Zach Pascals, like your Paris Campbell, nobody, Dion Kane as well, none of these guys have really stepped up to, to be like, oh, this is the guy. I assume the guy really probably is the tight ends in Jack Doyle, Mo Cox, and obviously Eric Ebron. They're going to rely on Marlon Mack a lot against the Raiders. I don't know which one to
3: tell you to grab. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's probably the tight ends would be the biggest beneficiaries of T.Y. Hilton being out if he were to be out. This past week, outside of T.Y. Hilton, the guy had 10 targets in the first half in this game. They had 8 other players that were between 2 and 4 targets. So there's no go-to guy. They're spreading the ball around. You know, I... I would want it to be Deion Kane. I think he's talented. I think he has an interesting physical profile as well. Paris Campbell, they just use a pretty high draft pick on him as well. He's been playing the slot receiver. But then Zach Pascal, the one that, you know, we really don't have any interest in, was the one who went out and had fifty-three yards and a touchdown. So it's kind of all over the place. You know, if I was just ranking it based on talent. It, it, I would probably put Deion Kane and, and Paris Campbell ahead of Zach Pascal, but Pascal's the one who just scored the touchdown, Greg.
0: It was Deion Kane playing 56% of the snaps on Sunday, followed by Paris Campbell at 45%, Zach Pascal at 44%, and don't forget about old Chester Rogers at 41%.
3: Yeah, like, why is Chester Rogers playing 27 snaps? Can't we just get more of Paris Campbell and Deion Kane? I don't know. I understand that they're young wide receivers, but they're probably also better dynamic players. Like, Chester Rogers has been around for a while. He hasn't really been able to do much with his opportunity.
0: All right, finally, let's get to the tight end position where we told you last week about the boy, Will Disley, who you guys told us about for years now. That's a man. He's not a boy, he's a man. That's a man. Will Disley facing off against the worst defense against tight ends in the entire
3: league this week. (laughs) You gotta love Will Disley. You gotta love Will Disley. The Arizona Cardinals have allowed five receiving touchdowns to tight ends in their first three games. Greg Olson just had two Touchdowns last week in week three. In week one, Hawkinson over 100 yards and a touchdown. In week two, Mark Andrews over 100 yards and a touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals. Will Disley is going to eat the Arizona Cardinals alive in week four. He's still just 45% owned in Yahoo Leagues, Greg. Will Disley,
0: no doubter this week for me. And the final tight end I want to bring up here, it's your boy, Dawson Knox. EY, who's Dawson Knox?
1: Uh, Dawson Knox is the starting tight end for Buffalo bills and, uh, he looked good. He, I mean, he didn't get a ton of work and I don't think he, I don't think he will, but I mean, look at tight end, just go ahead and accept it. There's two or three guys that you're going to start every week. And other than that, it's a dart throw. And I think Will Disley is becoming one of those guys you're going to play every week. Him and Russell Wilson have a real chemistry. Um, you saw it, uh, at the start of last year, he was a rookie, but all of a sudden it was like who the hell is Will Disley? Uh, everyone's saying sure. it. No one knew who he was. Everyone thought it was going to be, uh, it Everett or I'm trying to think of the other tight end there. Uh, anyways, everyone thought it was going to be him and ended up not being him and being Will Disley. He's looked great. Oh, Nick um, who, who was it? Nick Finette. Nick Finette. That's the other guy. So everyone thought it was going to be him and it wasn't, uh, Will Disley has earned his time. Um, He's, he's great and a guy I can confidently say I own in 90% of my best ball leagues. So that uh, is looking like a pretty good decision.
3: Yeah, I definitely have some interest in Dawson Knox, Greg. Three for 67 and a touchdown on four targets. They also gave him a rushing attempt. He ran for nine yards. So they're trying to find ways to get Dawson Knox involved. His physical profile, really good coming out of college. Uh, you know, he was 85th percentile in both the 40-yard dash and in speed score. So really, really athletic. You saw it on that 49-yard catch and run. Basically took the souls of two Cincinnati Bengals defenders. Yep. Just completely destroyed those two guys. You know They have families, Dawson Knox. Let's keep that in mind. The New England Patriots are tough against tight ends, but if the Bills are going to compete in that week four matchup, they're going to need everybody, all hands on deck, to get involved. So I do like Dawson Knox, especially if you're playing keeper or dynasty. Make sure he's owned. If you're looking for a streaming defense, where can we look, Frank? I like the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Oakland Raiders in Week 4, and it's not often you see two defenses that are going up against each other, but I think that we can see some turnovers from both the Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. They play on Monday Night Football next week, so if you miss out on the Colts, I like those two as well. He's
0: Eric Young. He is Frank Stample. All three of us will be back tomorrow to let you know how the waiver wire went. Look forward to that. Have a great afternoon. Come on up next. It's Wager Talk followed by At the Window. We'll
6: see you tomorrow. We We hope. hope.
2: what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the
3: BFFs. Jay Gruden is a dead man walking right now. I don't know how much longer he is going to be the head coach of Washington. Do you think he deserves to get fired? Well, look, he's been there for, what, six, seven years? He's made one playoff appearance. He has no playoff wins. How much of that is his fault? I mean, at some point, it's got to be on somebody, right?
0: I mean, to me, you, you look at their team right now, right? Like, the quarterback right now is Case Keenum. His best offensive lineman is refusing to go, is refusing to report because they don't like how the way yeah. injuries have been handled. Their defense has been a mess. Like salary cap is always in hell.
3: What is it? What has Jay Gruden done wrong? They had a top pick in Robert Griffin third. Obviously that didn't work out. They had Kirk Cousins who ended up, you know, going elsewhere and, and you know, the jury is still out on Kirk Cousins if we're being honest, but he's getting paid a ton of money. So, you know, they've had some talented quarterback play and now they just used a first round pick on Dwayne Haskins. And I think, you know, that's really the takeaway that it's, I think sooner rather than later, we're going to see Dwayne Haskins quarterback for this team. And I think the longer they let Case Keenum start at quarterback, the bigger the mistake that they're making. Because I don't really see any reason why, unless he just completely is not ready for Dwayne Haskins not to be starting in week four going up against Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. I understand it's a, a divisional game, but it's on the road against a terrible defense. Look at what the Giants just did a week ago. They started Daniel Jones on the road against a what we thought was an improving defense. Turned out that they're still a terrible defense. You put Dwayne Haskins out there against the Giants, he should be able to perform well against that defense. You get his confidence up. Unless he just really does not know what's going on, I would have had him ready to go for this week, heading into week four.
0: EY, what do you think about Jay Gruden's job being on the line, and why haven't the Washington Redskins turned towards Dwayne Haskins yet?
1: Uh, I feel like that's coming. I feel like uh, he, the the coach there felt that you know maybe uh, was K, uh, Case Keenum was a more reliable option, uh, a guy that could run the offense maybe a little more reliably. I think coaches are just going to lean that way. They're programmed to think that way with veterans. Um, football is changing. It's changing every year, and and more and more rookies are coming in, and they're more and more prepared and more and more ready to jump straight in and, and play. Uh, We'll see with Dwayne Haskins. We don't know. Uh, What I'll say is Terry McLaurin looks like he is the real deal. Um, And this is a team that has terrible, terrible injury luck. Now, whether that has to do something with their training staff or whatever it is, I don't see how that can even be a thing. But I don't know. We know that the ownership there is a mess. It's been a mess for years. Uh, A guy on the roster that played uh, NFL football was telling me a really interesting story last night on how Dan Snyder would charge money to come to open practices and when you do that it allows everyone even the other teams coordinators and scouts to go so they would know all of washington's plays and and audibles and i mean as a player on the team it's just got to be deathly frustrating a multi-billionaire owner is pinching pennies and charging ten dollars to get into practices
6: and giving away of all the team's play calls you're at a disadvantage to begin before the game even starts